welcome to another episode of Inspired by Yera. This is a podcast that is designed to bring the Yarra Valley Grammar community together, to stay connected, to build on the foundation of a great education, and then to track with yogs, Yarra or grammarians, and see where they have traveled and traversed through life. And today, I'm gonna sit down with Travis Cloak from the class of 2005. Now, while he was at school, which we're gonna discover in this conversation, he, yes, he was a footballer, I and mean, yes, he was a great footballer. And we know now a, a stunning AFL football career. Many, many highlights and uh, 356 games for, for AFL at AFL level is an outstanding achievement. And yet there is so much more to the man. We actually recorded this podcast episode live in front of a, uh, a live audience at a Father's Day breakfast in 2019. And in fact, later on today, after his um, interview with us, he's heading out to the EJ Witten uh, Cup, where he's going to play and continuing to raise awareness for men's health. I'm going to begin by asking him his early memories of school and perhaps how our school has changed since he was being since he was here at Yarra. Enjoy this episode of Inspired by Yarra. Here's Travis. Travis. Good morning. Good morning. Great to have you with us. Travis Cloak from the class of 2005. Correct. Uh, you tell me, as we've been chatting over breakfast this morning, that the school looks a little different compared to with the way that uh, you remember it. What are two things that you've noticed that are different about our school since the time when you were here? Gracing the corridors. Um, obviously, the attendance of females at the schools changed a hell of a lot since I was here. I, um, I started uh, back in the nineteen, no, started mid two thousands, um, and we're lucky to have 10, 15 girls in a year. Now, obviously, uh, coming back and seeing it's close to 50-50, which is fantastic. It's great um, to see so many girls coming to Yarra Valley. And uh, it's a beautiful school. And what they stand for, the school, is what the, the students really stand for as well. So it's nice. But um, the massive difference is the infrastructure, the buildings. This place is fantastic. It's a, it's a fantastic school, not just for, for education and sport, but also for the fine arts and for music. And they were my passion, actually, when I was here. I wasn't always the sporty kid. I was the arty kid here. Wow, okay. So that has just given me a whole different tangent to head down. So you, uh, we just witnessed, and I know uh, that you also appreciated Xander singing up here. Beautiful, magnificent. Can you recall back to any times when you were on stage? You said you were part of the arts. Do you recall a particular musical or a performance that either you were in or that you enjoyed very much from the audience? Yeah, when I was here, year seven and eight, you had to learn a musical instrument. Um, I've, I've got really chunky, really bad fingers, but they put me on the tuba and off I went. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I knew from their music wasn't gonna be my career. Uh, okay. It wasn't where I was going, but I enjoyed being a part of something that's different. Um, I always grew up with sport in my life, but my passion through school was, was arts, drawing, uh, the creative side of things. I was, arts captain here. I wasn't sports captain. I was house captain, but not, not sports captain. So I really enjoyed the responsibility of being a part of the, the fine arts program here at Yarra Valley um, and also completed the certificate four in fine arts and design while I was coming through my year 11 and 12. So um, it was great, but also I, my year 12 year, I juggled playing professional football as well. So um, we had a few interesting conversations, obviously with the, the gentleman over here, Andrew Hocking. I played 
milked it a little bit. I didn't come to school some days, but um, I um, I did the best I could in a, in a tricky situation. You would, of course, though, uh, recommend and uh, nurture and encourage a fine education. Definitely. Um, my parents always told me they don't care what I do in life or where I go, but year 12 is the minimum requirement. Um, I had to finish my schooling. So to me, schooling was very important and still is. Um, I'm 32 now. Um, I've been retired from AFL football nearly two years and I'm still learning. I'm still trying to educate myself and upskill myself in different aspects now. Um, I work with, with children um, in different aspects of life and different backgrounds, but to me, education is extremely important now. It's how I can learn better now to, to fit in. Um, I lived a lifestyle that's probably not normal or common for, for 13 years. Um, and now I want to be part of a community, part of a, an environment that can make me a better person, but also I can make the community a better place as well. So tell us a little bit about that life that you lived um, for a period of time and, and, and dare I say maybe 12 seasons of AFL football with Collingwood and then a season with the Western Bulldogs. You started that career, if I may, out here on the hallowed turf of Yarra Valley Grammar. Tell me a little bit about school footy. What are your memories of school footy? Did you, for example, when you're in year 10, did you play with the year 10 intermediate team or did you play a little ahead of your time? Yeah, I played uh, probably a little ahead of my time. I think I was in year, year eight. Um, I participated in the first 18s football program. Um, so football was obviously something that I was good at from a young age, but it was never what was going to define me as a person. Football was just an avenue um, for me to continue my passion and my love for sport. But yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed being a part of my year level football, but also getting to know some of the students of the years above me. I've created some really good friendships from when I did play first football with students that were two or three years above me. And I still cross paths with them now, um, which, is, which is really interesting because school is such a huge part of your life growing up. And at the time you think, oh, I can't wait for school to finish so I can move on and be an adult. but when you become an adult, you go, gee, how much fun school was and how much time you actually spent with your friends and the people that you created these relationships with um, aren't always going to be in your life, but you're going to cross paths at different avenues and different uh, points of your life going forward. I spoke uh, a day or two ago to Mr Bissett and he claims that he was one of your early coaches here. Now, Mr <laughs> Bissett's still one of our junior school teachers here. He's claiming that he had a thing or two to teach you about football. Can you uh, confirm or deny that? I can confirm. Um, yeah, he was very early stages of my football career at the school. And um, yeah, our relationship still continues. We cross paths. I've been back at the school for the last two years, helping out a little bit with the football program um, from the, the students of year, year six, year seven, through to year 12. So it's been really nice to see uh, a few familiar faces as in the, the staff. But also um, I have a cross paths with a few students that are the brothers or sisters of, of people that I actually went to school with as well. So that's been quite refreshing. Um, obviously, it's, it's been nearly 15 years since I came to school, but there's a few coming through the ranks of the Yarra Valley uh, schooling. Is there a particular game that you remember, whether it be out on our ovals here or, or somewhere else, when you were wearing the Yarra Valley Grammar football jumper, a particular, maybe you kicked a, a bag of goals or there is a particular goal. Can you take us back to a moment when you were proudly wearing the Yarra football gear? Um, it's an unusual one you talk about. Yarra football wasn't very strong when I came through here. Um, we had some very embarrassing moments um, wearing the jumper. But to me, the proudest moment was just pulling that jumper on every week. Um, to me, the, the side or the team or, or the school you represent is very important. Um, so every time you get to wear 
that jumper you're representing not just the other 20, 21 players that you're playing with, but also the wider community that support or follow that team. So every time I pulled on a jumper my whole life, my whole career, it really meant something to me. Um, tonight I'm playing in the EJ Witten Legends match, so I'll pull on the, the, the big V being a Victorian. And to me that represents where I live, where I stand, but also for what that game stands for, for mental health now. Um, to me has become a very big part of my life. Um, I've had my ups and downs with these struggles and I continue to have them, but it's an opportunity for me to be a part of a, a great organisation um, and to play a game of football that, which I don't necessarily enjoy anymore. I don't enjoy playing, but for the cause of what this game stands for, it's very important to me. Mm. Many of the dads in the room will remember, as I do, watching you on the TV. Some of the students, not so much, but We've just got a couple of clips up here and I want whether uh, we're going to show some of the highlights of Travis Cloak in action. You were um, a great mark, a long kick and uh, fended off a couple of uh, opponents along the way as well. Let's just tune in for about a minute and a half and then I'm going to ask you about uh, the best clip of your memory. So you better tune in here. Travis Cloak. There's the kick Far out to score. And 65 from goal. Here's a brown lead ignored. So Cloak loads up. It's a monster kick. It's coming back. He's made it easily. That is a monster. This is the most important player on the ground for me. He has started really well. He just looks to be so sharp today, Travis Cloak. Ball, Cloak, curling it off the outside of the boot. And it's got that. For 4-4, Cloak nearly. Yes, Cloak's going to kick a seven. Equals his career high. He's going to set it high. Cloak with a lot of bulldogs to beat. He beats the ball. Four on one. Swarm as they attack through Cloak. Two in the combat. Spanger made his presence felt. Green's dangerous around goal. Cloak will dribble it and dribble it and dribble it. And Cloak are doing more than coming. That's long, Travis. Dangerous times here for the Hawks. Big fly from Cloak! <laughs> Quite a highlight reel. Yeah, I don't like watching myself. Oh, most of us in the room, me included, we got goosebumps watching that. I don't. You don't get goosebumps? No, I, I get the other way. I get shy and I don't want to watch. But there's some um, definitely some uh, empowering moments in there. There was... Um, there was a mark against Hawthorne. Um, I kicked the goal that put us into the grand final in 2011. Um, so obviously a very special moment to participate in the grand final in 2011. There was a goal I kicked from the boundary uh, around 55 or so 60, put a bit more. Let's that was in the, sure. the grand final against Geelong in the first quarter. Um, we actually lost that game. We, we really dominated the first half, but our infrastructure and our game plan fell apart, which Geelong ended up winning. So it brings back memories, but also, there's a goal in there that kickstarted the 2010 Grand Final uh, against St Kilda. Um, that was the first game. We drew it. Um, so tell all... me, let's go pr briefly back there. So in 2010, played St Kilda and however, 
the first time you played the game, it was a draw. It was a draw, and the, the goal that was kicked up there from the ground, that was the one that drew the game um, with six seconds to go. So it was um, an interesting feeling. We Siren goes, it's a grand final, you've got 100,000 people there, everyone's like, what do we do? What happens? Is there five minutes? Is there a golden kick? Do we come back next week? Um, well, history says we come back, we played again a week later, and, yeah, we won by, I think, 46 points or 52 points. So it was fantastic. It's a, a highlight of my career to, to be a part of a premiership side. Um, as an as a individual playing in a team sport, is that's what you want. And um, I got to achieve it. In two years, I played in three grand finals, a draw, a win and a loss. Um, there's only 14 other blokes that have ever done that, and they were in the side with me. So it's a pretty special thing. Um, it's one thing I never got off on my father. He won two AFL premierships, only won one. Um, but he never got a draw, so I hold that one over him. <laughs> Tell me a little bit then about your dad, because uh, we're here and, and it's partly on our way towards Father's Day. Uh, you grew up locally. You had uh, perhaps two brothers, two sisters, and mum and dad living not far from the school. Yeah, we grew up on Plymouth Road around the corner. Um, and, yeah, very, very good memories as a child. My, my mum and dad did everything they could for my brothers and sisters as we grew up. Um, I understand now as a parent of myself, I've got a 22-month-old little girl, and obviously I'm not running around taking her to sporting events like mum and dad did with five children, but I understand the workload of just having one child, let alone having five. So um, I respect a lot more what they did for us as children now. Um, my father's away at the moment on the Variety Bash, um, driving around Australia, they do it every year. He, he arrives back Sunday morning uh, for Father's Day. So to me, it's a pretty special thing. He spends two weeks driving around, creating awareness for Variety and raising money and then comes home and here with the family for Father's Day. So um, it's a significant um, event for all fathers, but also a um, significant one within my household. A, a fantastic legacy that he's uh, left, not only on your own family, but now continuing to give back to others. And you too have followed in those same footsteps of having a career, get it, building a profile, and now giving back. And, and we're very fortunate to have you contributing to our footy program and our sports program. And also you're doing some of that work uh, in, in indi Indigenous Australia as well, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's, um, I, I, as you saw, I got to live the, the highs of AFL football for so long, but I also experienced the lows. Um, I used to walk down the street and people would harass me and, and have a go at me about my performance on a weekend. So to remove myself from that AFL bubble now is fantastic. Um, to be the person that I always was but never was on a football field. You see me as a 105 kilo beast competitive animal on that football field. On the other side of the fence, that's not me. I'm a caring, loving, compassionate person, and that's who I can actually be now in a day-to-day -day life. So um, to be that person, to be able to come here and interact with, with students of all ages, all backgrounds, all sporting uh, levels as well, is fantastic to, to me, and, and, it, and it puts a smile on my face as well. So life now, from what my parents have taught me, but also the wider community of Yarra Valley, um, and I guess surrounding areas. I, I did move into town for a few years and live in there, but I've moved back out this side of town and really thoroughly enjoying being part of this community once again. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I wonder if you can recall our school motto, Lavavi Oculus. Any idea what that means? Uh, something along the lines of, is it looking up to the sky or looking up to the stars? Yeah, li lifting up your eyes. Eye to the hills will lift my eyes from our school psalm. And if I offer that phrase to you now, to lift your eyes, what does that mean for you? How does that resonate with you now? Um, for so many years, I was very selfish. I guess being a professional footballer, you've got to be selfish. Everything I ate, I, I slept, the places I went and travelled, the people I associated with was very important to me. Um, 
now being outside that bubble, I, I wish I took more time to appreciate the things I actually did while I was playing football. I travelled the world, um, I saw some amazing places, I met some amazing people. Relationships to me are very important. The people I met, I still cross paths, I still talk to a lot of those people now, but I wish I took that extra second or minute to appreciate where I was at the time um, and also probably to appreciate what people did for me as a younger, a younger man. Uh, and not necessarily when I was a young teenager, but probably through the years of 16 to 22. Um, I was very lucky. I'm dyslexic. Um, I really struggled with my reading and writing. I had a lady here at school called Teresa Coleman. She really helped me with my year 10, 11, 12, and she drove me to be a better person. We're not in contact now, but I do cross paths with her here and there, and she's the reason why I want to be a better person, why I want this next generation of boys and girls to, to strive to actually have a purpose or a, a want to be better um, in whatever their chosen field is. If it's education, it's music, it's sports, it's arts, I don't care as long as they're doing their best and actually wanting to succeed in something. Um, that was my driver as a child and also is now as a, as a young adult. Travis, you've been really generous with your time and, uh, and being with us today. And, and I'm delighted to see a different side of you. I recall the highlights and uh, have enjoyed the highs and the lows of your career, but it's beautiful for us to hear the other side of, of the man. And uh, you're now a, a father. How has that changed your life? Um, I retired three days before my, my daughter was born. Um, and it's been probably the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, being a father is amazing. She's 22 months old, a little girl, Scarlett. Um, she brightens my day every day. This morning she woke up, she still sleeps in our bed, so it's not hard for her to roll over and tap me on the shoulder, but she taps me every morning on the shoulder and says, Daddy, get up. To me, I don't care what time I got to bed or what I did the night before, I'm up, I'm out of bed, I'm playing with her. Um, yeah, she's... She's that sparkle in my eye every day. I, I live on a property, I live on 20 acres. My wife rides horses, so we've encouraged the lifestyle of animals and play for my daughter. So every day we get out, she has to feed her horse, she has to groom him, she has to learn responsibilities. Um, yes, she's only young, but she loves it. Every morning she wants to do this, she wants to get outside. Um, she doesn't watch TV, she doesn't play with technology. Yes, she's only young, but we don't stick her in front of that. We want to get out and interact with her, we want to create this human or this this environment that she wants to be a part of and also wants to, to thrive as well. So whatever we can do to make the community better for her or the life better for her. Um, my wife's a bit of a wildlife warrior. She likes to save the world one straw at a time and I'm behind her in supporting that. But also it's about building a better environment for our daughter as well. And to me now that's changed my lifestyle, my approach to things. Um, I. Definitely wouldn't litter, I wouldn't drop a thing on the ground, it's the other way now, I'll go past and pick it up, uh, where once upon a time, I probably would just walk past that, that cup or that litter on the ground. So my daughter and my wife have ch changed me for the better. Um, as I said, I'm not that person that you see on a, on a football field anymore. Mm. I'm gonna invite you at the end, I've got 30 seconds of quick fire questions, one word answers, and at the end of that, some advice for our audience, some of whom are parents, some of whom are students here at Yarra Valley Grammar and many who are listening to the recording of this a little while later. But 30 seconds, quick fire answer. I'll do my best. What was your favourite position on the footy field? Centre forward. How did you used to travel to school? I, wore, oh, I walked most days, but I only live 500 metres away, but Dad used to drive me still. Oh, hang on. It was cold mornings. <laughs> I think how cold it was this morning, very chilly. Very chilly. Your proudest sporting moment? 
Um, been drafted. Yeah, mm. started my journey. Mm. Back in uh, or before 2005? 2004 I got drafted. I was in year 11. Um, yeah, it's my, definitely my proudest moment um, and that probably got the ball rolling in, into my career. And the school supported you? Definitely. Um, yeah, there was a few um, conversations about wanting me to play school footy, um, but playing in front of 80,000, 90,000 on the MCG was a bit more of a priority for me, but also the Collingwood Football Club. Um, but yeah, it was great. So I, 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 my first game of football, Anzac Day, it was on a Thursday. I had to come to school on the Friday. I had a sack. Um, it's just what my, my journey was. Yeah, and what a good journey it's been. What would we normally have found or what would you have found in a school lunch? Your um, school lunch. Yeah, every day mum and dad made my lunch. Um, yeah, s- standard thing, sandwich, some snacks. Um, there's a couple of chocolate bars in there occasionally. But um, I was, especially my back end of my schooling, the microwave in the um, year 12 area was uh, very good. So I used to bring some sandwiches or leftovers from the night before. What house were you in? Annals, so blue. School swimming or school athletics? What was your favourite? Athletics, it's, it's normally a bit more sunnier. I enjoy the, the sunnier um, months of the year, but swimming, it's, it's bloody boring. I won't say boring sport. You look at a, a line the whole time, but I, I enjoy the outdoors more than I definitely enjoy sitting in some water. Fair enough, fair enough. What size boot do you wear? I wear a size 14 footy boot, but a size 12 runner, so it's a bit different. Okay. And how do you keep fit these days? Running around after my daughter. That's, that's as much as I get around to these days. I, I used to go to the gym as a living, um, I don't go as much anymore, a bit lazy, but I've just saying before, I've gone the other way. I've lost weight since I've retired. Um, obviously muscle mass, but I still enjoy and try to be a, an active lifestyle. So it's a good role model, obviously, for my daughter going forward. And to conclude our time together this morning, either the best piece of advice you ever received or perhaps some advice you'd offer us. Um, as I was saying before, take a moment to enjoy the good and bad in life. Uh, never think you're too important to talk to anyone. Um, take in someone else's journey, take in your own journey, um, but also be true to yourself. Um, if you're not true to yourself, you can't portray who you actually want to be in life. And um, if you're trying to be fake your whole life to get ahead, you're not going to, you're going to go backwards. So be as true and as honest to yourself so everyone else around you can actually see that and that will empower and bring more people closer um, to want to be with you and around you. So um, open, honest communication and just be yourself. Fantastic. Travis Cloak, ladies and gentlemen, thank thank you very much. much. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers in the room. Enjoy the weekend. Well, there you have it. Travis Cloak, what an inspiration. What a man of surprises. Yeah, rough and tough out on a footy field, but so much more than that. Loved hearing his recollections of his artistic journey and his enjoyment of the fine arts and creativity. Also the value that he places on family and how important that is. And particularly this weekend as we celebrate Father's Day, clearly something that's significant to him and his family. The Inspired by Yarra podcast is intended to recognise how young people while they're at school are inspired by this great school and indeed as they go on and continue to be an inspiration to others. I think Travis was an inspiration out on the footy field. He certainly was an impactful student while he was at Yarra. And now the legacy, the cloak name continues to impact not only in the school community today, but further afield with his work in Indigenous Australia. What a good man. Please share this episode. 
share it with other yogs, share it with others who uh, you know would benefit and value this opportunity to sit down with one of our greats. Have a wonderful couple of weeks. We'll be here again with another episode very soon of Inspired by Yarra. We'll see you then. <laughs>